0: This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, President and CEO of Agrinovus Indiana. And this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products and innovations across food, animal health, plant science and ag tech. 2022 was a historic year in Ag Bioscience from major corporations moves to new innovations to significant venture capital raises all of which made 2022 one of the best. Joining us today to reflect on the year gone by is former ag journalist, radio personality, and now producer of ag bioscience, Kayla Chittister. Kayla, welcome to this side of ag bioscience.
1: Very weird to be on this side, but thank you. (laughs) I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) I am elated you're here, Kayla. You have been such a powerhouse to make ag bioscience what it is. And We've done a lot together this year, over 50 episodes of Ag Bioscience in 2022. Talked with dozens of executives, entrepreneurs, investors, academics, even a couple students along the way. We've compiled, based on downloads, based on feedback, the top five stories of 2022. Let's do it. Let's jump into them. Here are the top five Ag Bioscience stories of 2022. Get us started, Kayla.
1: Well, and I have to say in 50 episodes or 50 plus episodes, it's amazing that we were able to whittle this down to five. So true. <laughs> so true. you so are doing this. I think first we're going to lead with the big moves of the year, Corteva naming Indianapolis its global headquarters and Elenco making a move. So was it February? When That's right. CEO Chuck Magro for Corteva uh, announced that Indianapolis's campus would become the company's new global headquarters. Uh, that makes them the third largest company in the state by market cap.
0: Giant news, right? I and mean, when you look at Corteva, I don't, I don't know that everyone fully appreciates how big this news is. So Corteva, Chuck Magro, CEO, saying Indianapolis will be its corporate headquarters. You said third largest publicly held company by market cap here in the state. So if we look at this, Eli Lilly is number one. Anthem, Elevance, number two, Corteva, number three. Corteva, a giant portfolio of brands, everything from Pioneer Seeds to Crop Protection. Giant, giant move.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, you look at a couple of months later, we're out on the west side of downtown Indianapolis, breaking ground on Elenco's new headquarters. The Huge. campus that's, that's being built and, you know, they're going to connect west of downtown to downtown so if you're familiar with the city the zoo downtown and elanco all kind of coming together to create this this extension of what is a growing downtown indianapolis it's huge
0: yeah and jeff simmons ceo of elanco bold visionary leader said hey look we want to make indianapolis the global epicenter of animal health Everywhere for in the world, make Indianapolis the global epicenter of animal health. And Kayla, we had a chance to talk with Jeff uh, earlier this year, and uh, on what the new headquarters could look like. Want to take a
1: listen? Yeah, let's let's take a listen.
2: As we look at when this building opens, we'll be over 70 years as a company, one of the fullest pipelines, launching many products. Uh, we're launching also a headquarters that's that's going to be the one of the first that's post pandemic. I said, you know, we're going to have a state park on our front door. And uh, we're gonna have a lot of amenities and things, but we're also gonna have one of the -the state-of-the-art labs. We're gonna have an incubator that's gonna really house this epicenter for animal health. The third is actually connecting the valley with the circle. The west side of Indianapolis brings so much. And we're excited to, to become a neighbor, to actually build this part of the city and expand the city and the skyline in a very different way. And I think lastly is the epicenter for animals and the vision that we have that Elanco is one of the only independent companies that can reach the world's animals in up to 100 countries. And we can actually bring innovators and partners here that can actually enable their innovation and their ideas to reach the world's animals. That's the epicenter. We've already started two companies, more to come.
0: Love Jeff's passion, his energy, his focus on innovation. Indianapolis, now just to put a bow on this, Indianapolis, now the home to the headquarters of two publicly held ag bioscience companies with Corteva and Elanco, really giving this region the potential to redefine sustainability in agriculture. Elanco from the animal health side, animal protein side, Corteva on the plant science crop protection front. Add these strengths with being home to the nation's largest medical school, headquarters of human health giant Eli Lilly, Indianapolis is poised to shape the next chapter of growth in ag bioscience. Kayla, you and I talked with Indiana University President Pam Witten and now retired Corteva President Suzanne Wasson this year about the region's strengths, about this opportunity to really own the future of ag bioscience. Uh, We'll link to those episodes in the show notes uh, right here below this podcast. You want to move to number two?
1: All right, let's roll into number two, and this is a broad one, but that's because there have been a ton of really great things that have happened here this year. Um, Acquisitions, global partnerships, and investments making headlines, and I do say headlines because there is a lot here, so really excited to jump into it. Mitch, do you want to start?
0: Yeah, we've seen a number of giant moves, or we saw a number of giant moves in 2022. First, in the poultry industry, we saw MPS eggs. In Anderson-based Hello Nature make a big move to site a production facility for biofertilizers in northern Indiana. This is a big move for Hello Nature, really a, a strong leader in biostimulants. And then MPS doubled down with another announcement this year with Netherlands-based Kipster to create the first carbon neutral egg. We'll see those carbon neutral eggs in Kroger stores here in late 2022, early 2023, really interesting story. And then as we continue to focus on on food, we saw a big move up north in South Bend with Pure Green Farms announcing an investment from Taylor Farms. Now, if you're not familiar with Pure Green Farms, you can find their leafy greens in the grocery store. They're in these clear plastic containers oh my gosh, this lettuce is amazing. And the move by Taylor Farms to invest in Pure Green is a really big deal. Taylor Farms, the world's largest salad processor, headquartered out in Salinas, California. Love what these folks are doing. Joe McGuire, the CEO of Pure Green, an amazing guy. We continue to see innovation from them coming up. And to wrap up the food portion of the big news in 2022, we look at Atariah. This is an amazing shrimp company locating their first U.S. operations in Indianapolis. Autoray using AI, using machine learning, data science to optimize the environment that shrimp are grown in these containers. Kind of looks like rail containers. Amazing, amazing innovation. In fact, so amazing that Time Magazine, this is awesome, Time Magazine named Autoray one of the top 200 inventions of 2022. Now, Kayla, what, what do we have on some of the other areas in ag bioscience in 2022?
1: Yeah, out of Elenco earlier this year, spun out Biome Edit, um, focusing on the gut microbiome for animals. And so $40 million raise, you know, a path of fueling that that innovation coming from Elenco internally and externally. We've seen more companies spin out from Elenco. Jeff Simmons has talked about it. And I think this is something we're going to see more of in the future. But um, Biomedic, Ginkgo Bioworks, sort of a partnership there. And I think, you know, it's just the beginning of, of stories like this coming to fruition here. Um, mm-hmm. We also small, saw with Smart Apply, um, you know, Precision Spraying announcing $3 million Series A following that channel partnership with John Deere. I mean, this is a global presence. They continue to grow. That footprint continues to grow. And we see announcement after announcement, just tremendous growth from Smart Apply this year. And then a really, really interesting one, Clear Flame and and Beck's collaborating to, you know, sort of convert that diesel engine to run on ethanol. I mean, just fantastic innovation and and collaboration to make it happen. Um, I think that's really a big piece of the story as well.
0: I love the clear flame story, Kayla, because think think about this. So imagine a tractor, a diesel tractor, being able to be powered entirely by ethanol. So the tractor that's in the field is powered by the corn that was grown in the field. I mean, it's an amazing story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then last but certainly not least, on on the ag tech front, Taranis you know, out of Westfield, $40 million raise. Um, just a fantastic year for Taranis. Uh, we did speak with with Mike DePala and, and Ofer Floor from, from their team, we did a bonus episode of the podcast earlier this summer. Uh, that's linked in the show notes as well. But I think the one anecdote that's really cool, and Mitch, you've talked about this one a lot, is Anderson Horowitz naming them like a top 50 company Globally. And it's incredible. It's the only ag tech company outside of California on that list, which is just really, really impressive. So big year for Taranis.
0: Giant news for Taranis. This top 50 American dynamism is the the list that Andreessen Horace Horowitz put out. What I What is so incredible about the work that Mike and the team at Taranis are leading is really being able to be predictive about what's happening in the field and really be uh, an advisor and a partner to growers. Love what Tyrannis is doing. Okay, two more pieces. And then we got to get, get moving on with this list. There's so much here, <laughs> Kayla. Uh, big moves uh, in ag tech continued. Traction, really the quick books of farming. Uh, acquired granular business. The granular business portion of granular from Corteva, really big news, giving more strength to traction. We saw Ian Hartley and his team participate in our producer led innovation challenge just a couple of years ago. Love what those folks are doing. And then Corteva, uh, making a big move again uh, earlier this year around the acquisition of Stoller Group in biologics. And as we look at the thread that's woven throughout each and every one of these big stories in acquisitions, global partnerships and investments, the headlines that are made in 2022, we see sustainability both in terms of environmental sustainability and profitability sustainability, really being the piece that ties all of these news elements together. Let's jump into number three.
1: That sounds great. Uh, how about GES, right? Global leaders coming to Indiana to sort of look and, and shape that economy of the future. What a great thing for Indianapolis to get to host and to make some noise you know, on a global stage.
0: It was incredible. When we saw leaders from all around the world coming to Indianapolis in May to really begin to look at what are some of the big challenges? What are some of the big challenges facing the future of the economy, not just in ag bioscience, but all across the economy, from talent to sustainability to electrification? Those conversations happened here. And what was so incredible, Kayla, is we were asked to be the first ones We as an ag bioscience were asked to be the first ones we joined leaders from Corteva from Elanco from startups all around the globe on stage to have this conversation about what is the future of sustainability what is the future of ag bioscience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we were able to be there to capture a podcast episode from GES. And so uh, you participated on that panel alongside Jeff Simmons, a recruiting theme in this episode, uh, CEO of Elenco, Martha Hoover, the founder of Patichu Inc., um, Jean-Luc Tete, uh, the founder of Paris-based Horace Impact. Super interesting story there. And then Robert King, the executive vice president of crop protection at Corteva. So you guys participated in an hour-long panel um, and we were able to capture the whole thing and guess what it's in the show notes so that episode is also available
0: well let's take a listen to a clip from ges what's one thing right? so everyone has come here from all across the country all around the world it is really critical to me we have a desire to act in indiana to go do Everybody gets back to work on Monday. They get back to their office, they jump in. What can they do to really
2: address this food security, food sustainability issue, Jeff? Well, it's a a great, I just say, you know, there's no industry, I believe, in Indiana, I'll speak, that can probably have, that has more, we're relevant, so we're responsible. So there's an opportunity, and there's a positive end to this story, and I think there'll be a lot of positive at the end of this decade. It started with some turbulence, I think to the earlier innovation happens in turbulence great transformations happen in turbulence indiana will play a role in feeding the world improving the health and cooling the climate we've got all the makeup to do that i think when you get actionable i'll come back to people i mean we we need to put the center on people we i i I spoke yesterday to our 100 interns or however many there were in the room and over a third of them this year are international we have to bring people here, and they have to look around and see role models and places that they can make community. If we do that, you know, innovation and transformations happen because, I, I say, land goes only where we are today because we saw, wow, we, we impact life. And, you know, animals improve the lives of people. That purpose un, unleashed people. We have to unleash the next era of talent, and I think that's what it is, and we have to make this city in five years one that everyone's talking about. We need to be the next Nashville, sorry, or Austin. We do, and we can. So to me, anything you can all do to make this a magnet for talent, to use the firms you need to use to get them here, it's great, to me it's Pete, excellent. Martha?
3: Well, this is where I'm really good at answering. question that was not asked, I'm <laughs> sorry. Good job, uh, Madam Prosecutor. Yeah, uh, as a former on. prosecutor, <laughs> I'm taking the conversation where I wanna take it. So, you know, all the large companies aside that are represented here, I am a very small company, I have 350 employees. It, our foundation is extremely small. We have an operating budget of significantly less than a million dollars a year, and in the not-for-profit world, that is considered tiny. We still are making an incredible impact, and I don't ever want to anyone to believe for a minute that it only requires large and fast Good. to create great. solutions that affect so many people in our own backyard. That's it.
0: Well, that, that's a great point, Jean-Luc, One thing folks
4: can do when they get home on Monday to really affect food security and sustainability. So, you know, uh, in Africa, the next 25 years, you're going to have additional additional 500 million people to feed. This is a fantastic market. Yes. This is a fantastic market, but I strongly believe we have to think and to approach this market differently in a more inclusive way. Because again, uh, you cannot imagine how uh, a pertinent solution you can find on the ground. How you can be quick when you integrate people in the way you think, you will rethink this industry. Uh, it doesn't mean that what we did before is an issue. The point is how we adapt what we've already gathered to this next reality, which is going to be the biggest market. Yeah. So uh, this link need to be done, and, uh, and of course, funding. Funding today, we have to invest in food. We have to invest in new markets, in food, and to create the, the investment vehicle to be able to invest today, it's extremely difficult to find ways to invest there. So, Robert, final words?
2: Yeah, final, one thing. You know, To add to what's been added here, it's learn the facts. Hmm. And let's make sure that we're educated on what the true facts are about all the issues. So then we can begin to make solutions,
4: but on Monday, when you walk in your office or, or or jump in your car or whatever it is,
2: you can make an effort to learn the facts, to get more educated on what the real issues are and what the science is behind all the different options. And I'm not saying you have to pick one. What I'm saying is it's going to take all of it, but we got to understand the facts and get away from the things that we think
1: we believe. Uh, just a fantastic discussion among that group and, and you know, Mitch, you had the opportunity to participate in Global Economic Summit more than I did. I was there for a, a little bit of it. But, you know, a tip of the cap to IEDC for the job they did and, and what they were able to accomplish in year one of an event like that. Because you were there much more than I was, I, I have to ask, you know, what do you think the biggest takeaways from the event were this year? And, and what can we look to in the future?
0: Well, I think there are our number. The one that stands out to me the most is something Jeff Simmons shared. And Jeff said, look, we we have to think about sustainability as two halves of a whole, I'm paraphrasing here, but it has to be sustainability and profitability. You can't focus on sustainability without profitability. And I think that's a, a really important piece as we look to the future of ag bioscience, it can't be an or, it has to be an and, and the innovations that we're talking about today, the innovations that we saw in 2022, those that were able to do both. Focus on sustainability and profitability really drove strength in the ag bioscience economy. Let's jump into number four.
1: Sounds great. A, a new category, no big deal, right? A, a new category of ag tech emerged <laughs> this year. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk now about hunger tech. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, this is an area I, you know that I am wildly passionate about. You know, there's all of these categories of tech, fintech for financial services tech, sales tech, martech marketing technology. We believe there's an entirely new category of tech that will emerge and candidly Indiana is going to be the place that it emerges from. We're calling it hunger tech. This comes out of some research that Kayla you and I worked on with a team at Purdue and Ernst & Young. You can find a link in the show notes to the research report. It's called Resilience Through Disruption really looking at what broke during the global pandemic and what we could learn in terms of the food supply chain here in Indiana. And tucked inside of that research is a little passing mention that says in the future, food security will be driven more by connectivity than proximity, meaning that digital connectivity will be a powerful force to combat hunger more so than constructing traditional brick-and-mortar grocery stores. That got us thinking uh, at Agrinovus and with many of our partners. We saw Anthem, now Elevance Health, join us. We saw Community Health Network come on board with us as we really began to explore Hunger Tech. And then the Miro Center for Innovation with Parkview Health up in Northern Indiana, all linked arms and said, hey, look, we want to help solve this. We kicked off what we called the Hunger Tech Innovation Challenge. We saw teams Compete for a $25,000 grand prize, all with the idea of how do we better connect food supply with food demand using technology. It is a powerful, powerful category of technology that we'll see develop. In fact, so powerful, somehow, some way, we got invited to the White House to participate in the first conference on hunger, nutrition, and health in over 50 years. USDA Undersecretary Stacey Dean joined us for an Ag Bioscience podcast. Let's hear what Stacy had to say when she joined us then.
3: The conference itself was, um, it was rich, it was meaningful, it was inspirational. We had uh, uh, world-renowned experts, and we also had per- program participants, community leaders. It was a really diverse and engaging sure. group. But it in and of itself is not going to solve hunger. That was never their purpose. It was meant to galvanize, inspire, and spark and launch, right, to launch us on a new journey. And that's, I think, what it drew inspiration from the 1969 Congress, which I, it's, the story is that there were over a 1000 recommendations that came out of that last conference. Wow. And you talked about some of them, right? The school lunch program, uh, a national food stamp, and now SNAP program, the dietary guidelines, many of those things took three, four, 10 years to ultimately achieve. And so uh, we can't measure our success by yesterday, I think that our secretary, Secretary Vilsack says, let's look back 10 years from now on what we did. But what we hope yesterday did was describe the uh, the level of problem that we have with respect to food insecurity, as well as nutrition insecurity, how critical core diet health is. We wanna galvanize public support uh, and set us on our way for solving this problem. Because the, as the president said, uh, this problem is not too big for our country. Uh, this is the United States of America, and we can solve both hunger and diet related disease and um i'm i'm pumped um these problems are big and important
1: yeah, it was fantastic that we got to talk with Stacey Dean. Um, really, really terrific discussion. And again, that episode's going to be linked in the show notes. We, we had a winner of the Hunger Tech Challenge. We gave somebody $25,000 to help advance their solution, right, Mitch? And I think what's most um, significant out of that is they're not the only ones still working on this. There are a lot of teams that believe they have innovative solutions that can make a difference here. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, that competition that that, that came about this year and, and what we experienced in year one of Hunger Tech?
0: It is incredible to see what's been advanced in such a short period of time. Hunger Tech Innovation Challenge began earlier this year in 2022. We saw a number of teams compete. Civic Champs, a Bloomington-based Tech startup is uh, was the winner, and they are continuing to lead innovation in this space. Really, how do they use and how do they optimize volunteers and others to actually deliver food purchased through SNAP dollars, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program? How do they connect supply and demand? How do they use volunteerism and others? To really begin to bridge some of those gaps, seen great work happening with Civic Champs. We've saw K-Launch and Blue Sky Commerce here in central Indiana continue to innovate with an SMS-based solution. The, the biggest piece here, I think, Kayla, that gets me excited is as we think about this new category of tech, we're calling hunger tech being developed. The reason why it's important, one, it's the right thing to do as human beings, it's the right thing for us to do as people but it's also a powerful tool to grow the economy. As we look at what is a new category of technology, well, it is an economic accelerant. And we believe that because ag tech is a portion of the ag bioscience economy that we care so deeply about here at at AgriNovus, that hunger tech will be a key catalyst for growth going forward. And we're gonna continue to see more innovation out of K-Launch, Blue Sky, and Civic Champs, and I think many more as we go into the future. All right. We are at number five, Kayla. Let's wrap it up.
1: Yeah. So ag tech entering a new era and probably can't stress the importance of this one enough, but one focused on net income for the farmer. I'm going to talk about Plick.
0: That's exactly right, Kayla. Producer-led innovation challenge, affectionately internally referred to as Plick, such an important piece of the work that is happening to really advance ag tech toward what's most important. And that is driving net farm income. This idea of really creating interesting graphs and interesting insights is interesting alone. It doesn't drive net income. And what we've heard from farmers time and time again Is give me some innovation that actually drives my business forward and so we've partnered with the indiana corn marketing council the indiana soybean alliance for three years now this year entering our third year partnership to do just that spending time with their members spending time with farmers shaping challenges that really meet their needs and this year what they came to us with they said hey look we really need to understand and how do we optimize this sea of data that lives on the farm and how do we conquer the complexity Conquering the complexity within the data that lives on the farm. And we took that and said, well, why don't we make it better? Why don't we actually try to get to a place where producers could use that data to not just inform or coach or mentor, but to actually make money? And so we kicked off the producer-led innovation challenge this year with one to say, can we use technology to better connect the data that lives on the farm to something that nearly every farm has, and that's an operating line of credit. And Can we use that data to provide more insights to the lender, to ultimately return the ability for them to lower the interest rate or provide provisions to the producer that would reduce the cost of cap- capital, increase speed, and ultimately improve net farm income? We had a chance to talk with Orlando and Tom, two of the winners of this year's Producer-Led Innovation Challenge. Take a listen again, go back to grower centric and, and that's what we admire. And that's actually what inspired us to, to, to try to, you know, win this award, I guess, or this, uh, this, this sum of money to be able to provide a better product uh, again, led by growers. But uh, we, you know, as a farmer myself, we've all got binder after binder after binder, right. pretty much, right. And, you know, we may have 10, 20 years worth of that information, but it's not actionable. And our point is to bring it, act- make it actionable. And be able to create a higher return on
2: investment, and so yeah, the the soil is the big thing. There's not been a lot change in that area. There's been a lot of struggle in the past, and so it's one area that we're very passionate about and trying to solve and make easier again for the grower.
1: Yeah, Acre Technologies, a, a fantastic discussion that we literally just had. So that is a, a the last episode of Ag Bioscience prior to this one that you can find, and we'll link it in the show notes. As no surprise to anyone that has been listening to. This this episode um but a really interesting approach to solving the problem that that does well to integrate acre technologies you know existing tech stack into this new solution and so um I highly recommend the listen it it is worth your time we have done the top five stories of 2022 Mitch I sure
0: have it is incredible. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, we're going we're to click through these quickly because there is a lot here. So 2022, truly historic year. Here's a recount of the top five. Corteva naming Indianapolis its global headquarters, a land making a giant move. Number two, acquisitions, global partnerships and investments make headlines incredible venture capital stories here, big partnerships. Number three, global leaders turned to Indiana to shape the economy of the future, IDC and Global Economic Summit. Number four, a new category of ag tech emerged, and we led it with hunger tech. And lastly, ag tech entering a new era focused on net income. Kayla, what an incredible year.
1: Big year. Big year for sure. And honestly, As I think we put our cap on the 52nd or 53rd episode of this podcast, I'm going to say big year for us. What a big year for (laughs) us. A
0: giant year and a huge thank you to everyone who is listening, everyone who has made this a part of their weekly routine. You find Ag Bioscience every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now I have to share, Kayla, you have been a force of nature when it comes to making Ag Bioscience possible. And there is a story here that we didn't hit is one of the top five, but it's one that has to be said. Ag Bioscience, the podcast you're listening to right now, is now one of the top five ag tech podcasts in the world as defined by Feedspot. Kayla, congratulations.
1: Thank you. And congratulations to you as the host of this show. And uh, to answer a question that people might be wondering, yes, this is our season five finale. And so Uh, we will wrap. Mitch is very sad to take Christmas off of the podcast, (laughs) but we're going to do it and we will be back with season six in in early January. So we're really looking forward to bringing, you know, a new library of discussions in 2023.
0: It's going to be a great year. We're going to kick it off in Las Vegas with CES. We're set to talk with some folks from John Deere and a couple others. It is going to be great. Again, Kayla, thank you for making Ag Bioscience everything that it is. Really appreciate your work.
1: My pleasure. Happy and holidays. thank you.
0: And happy holidays is a great thing to say. That's exactly right. Happy holidays to everyone. And again, sincerely, thank you for tuning into Ag Bioscience. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you every Monday morning, just the incredible work that's happening across the Ag Bioscience economy. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. While there, you can access the entire library of archived episodes. And don't forget to give us a review. You can always learn more online at agronovusindiana.com And on behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you in the new year.
1: This podcast is a product of Agronovas Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Panel episodes by Gary Dick. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agrinovusindiana.com.